It's time to maximize Facebook marketing for your business. Less the overwhelm. It's the Pin to Top podcast with Anne Christine Peña Redondo. Facebook is one of the top social media channels in the world. Well, you know that by now for sure. If you want to reach the people who will support your products, services, and tell friends about your business, Facebook is one of your best choices. I have a Facebook marketing strategy that you may read at anchorsteen.com slash facebookmarketing after listening to this episode. This strategy works with consistency and patience. Commit to this strategy and you will meet your business goals through Facebook. But if you want to get help, I am a call away. Visit bit.ly slash apply to work with Anne Christine so you can tell me more about your business, its goals, and direction. If you're a good fit for my help, I will send you a link to book a call. Hi everyone, my name is Anne and as you know, I am a nuclear bomb of happiness. But let me tell you something. If you would like to know how to build a relationship with your followers stronger than Iron Man lifting a whole town and do it even if you're shy, introverted, and scared to death, also known as feeling like a fraud, talking to the public on Facebook, then this message is for you. With just one look at your Facebook page, I can immediately tell if your page says a lot about your superpowers or not. I can help you discover what's working and what needs to improve, just how I was able to do it for some of the big brands and businesses abroad. I am giving you the opportunity of a free, no-obligation, 15-minute call with me. Mind you, this is more than just a Facebook marketing audit, branding critique, or mindset checkup. This is where you will embrace what your job or business entails, so you will have a clear and strong conviction about what you do without you losing your soul. Go to bit.ly slash unleash your superpowers and start unleashing your superpowers. Because you have it. Really. In the next few minutes, you're going to hear the second part of my interview with Perry Belcher for Pin to Top Podcast. But before that, I'd like to share with you the three lessons that I learned from this interview. The first one is just ask. As you may have heard from the first part, there's like I said, there's nothing magical about me asking Perry to get into this interview. But I realized the magic there, or having uh, not having the magic at all, is just ask. People are always busy. You are busy. I am busy. Perry's busy. Everyone is busy. But with this interview, I just learned that I need to let go of the thinking that everyone is busy so they might say no. The most important thing is to show up. Ask people around of what you need. Because in the end, you will always get two answers. It's either a no, which means there will be another yes sometime or it's an immediate yes to which you're gonna have a very good problem like what happened to me so that's the first lesson the second lesson is i learned from perry that you will never be old or young to tell yourself that you're done learning 
with the interview that I they, that I had with Barry, I'm still amazed at how he continues to learn. Cause he he said that you never know. A, a lot of things are happening. There are a lot, so that means there are still things that are changing. So the moment you stop learning, you're dead. That's the second lesson. The third lesson is, I love it when he said that in times of uncertainty, or even on, on the certain times, you pray and you move your feet. I love that he said that because other people will say all we have to do is just pray. I mean, I don't, I don't believe in that. I believe in praying, but praying without action, it's not going to move miracles for you. Jim Rohn said in, in one of his uh, enduring yet impactful seminars that I've heard, affirmation without discipline is the start of a delusion. You can tell the world that you want this, you want this kind of success, you want this level of greatness, um, you pray for it, you affirm that you're gonna get all the things that you want to achieve in life. But if you don't move even an inch to get closer to that goal or dream or ambition, then it's not gonna move for you. Those are the three lessons that I learned from this. So how about you? What have you learned so far from this interview? Let me know by commenting on social media because I'm everywhere. You may also email me, check out uh, my email in a few minutes. Or the best thing is let me know who you want me to interview next time. Because you know, I'm gonna have to get used to this asking, asking thing. So I want to help you out. Everyone is experiencing the challenging times and I think and I think part of me helping you is I want to reach out to the people that you want to listen to in these times. So who do you want me to interview next on this podcast? Let me know and uh, that's it. Okay, let's go to Perry because he, he says a lot of golden nuggets more than me. Here it is. Will giving premium still work today? Only every time. Every time. <laughs> Only every single time. It doesn't matter. If you, just, I see you wear glasses, right? Yes. And if there are two eyeglass shops, one's on the right, one's on the left, and they're both the same price, and one of them gives you two buffet tickets for dads if you buy your glasses there, which one are you going to buy your glasses at? Oh, I love buffet. I'm going to go there. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, so that's, that's it, right? Yeah. It's just, it's just an incentive. Uh, and and the, the big thing with premiums, it doesn't have to be something associated to what you sell. In fact, it's almost better if it's not. You could say, if you buy my eyeglasses here, I'm going to give you an eyeglass case. Eh, you know, it's something I need, right? A good premium is never something you need. A good premium is something that you want, right? Yeah. So if you want a buffet or if you want an Amazon gift card or if you want movie tickets or if you want 
more cell phone. You know, it's all about a good premium makes somebody feel good. It's not about, oh yeah, I needed one of those. Eh, not very good, not very motivating, right? It's yeah. even when you go buy cosmetics, if you've ever bought makeup in a store, they oftentimes look, well, if you'll buy $50 worth of makeup, you get this bag and these samples and all this crap as a premium. That's pretty popular in the cosmetics world. If you'll ever notice all the makeup's like $45. So you got to buy $90 worth to get the damn, <laughs> so you're, <laughs> yeah. you know, spending way more money. So it, it, but it's incredibly effective. It always has been, always will be till the end of time. It will work all the time. I have this question for virtual assistants or virtual professionals because um, yep. I think one of one of the services that we that is still on the on the rise right now are are these kinds of services, whether it's graphic design and social media. So for for virtual professionals or virtual assistants, how should they market their services to business owners at this time? You know, I'm in that business with mm-hmm. Scalewind. So mm-hmm. we're, we're in it in a pretty big way in the WordPress space and in the tech space and in the graphic art space. It's not, you, you need to overcome the fears of the, of the client, right? So the, the client, like a U.S. business, if I say, well, why don't you have, why don't you see about getting that done in the Philippines? And the first question they always ask me, I swear to God, I'm not kidding. Do they speak English? It's the first question I get asked. Wow. It's so stupid. But you just need, hey, I'm a great English, but you need to be, they fear, they fear not being able to communicate well. Mm-hmm. They fear you not understanding their concepts well. They fear lack of good services like good internet, good electricity, things like that. They fear that you're just going to vanish one day, which happens. That, that, yeah, exactly. I'm sure that happens on both sides of the aisle. I'm sure yes. that workers have bosses that just vanish, probably owing them money, yes. you know. And the same token, uh, a lot of times I had one of the best writers I've ever had in my life work for me for four years. And one day he just went wow, just into the vapor mm-hmm. and he showed back up like two years later and said, I'm really sorry. I had a heart attack then and, and I was out for medical and I didn't feel, I feel like I let you down. So I didn't say anything. And it was like, dude, you could have just told me, you know, or somebody have somebody tell me. Yes. It would have been fine. It just, it's, I think, I think there's a difficulty in communication. And so they've heard bad stories, right? So mm-hmm. as with any other offer, you just got to show the benefits and you got to figure out a way to reduce the risk. You know, in all of our businesses, we, in all of our VA businesses, we say you get the first two weeks are free. Wow. So you get two weeks free. Mm-hmm. And that's a financial risk I take, mm-hmm. right? Because I'm paying that person, Right. Yes. Uh, their salary. So <clears throat> it's a financial risk I take. We convert 85% of them to being clients. So it's a pretty minimal risk if you're doing a good job. And make sure that you check out the person you're going to work for, that they seem to be a credible, real, viable person, right? Mm-hmm. That they have yes. a business or whatever. You know, that's kind of it. You just got to mitigate the risk. Mitigate the risk for them. You got a lot of people, uh, providers have to learn to absorb most of the risk for the customer so the customer doesn't have to take risk. I still have, I have three surprise questions for you. So I hope you don't mind. So you mentioned this on the seminar where I met you for the first time. So is Donald Trump going to win? (laughs) Oh my God. I'll take this. I always remember when you said there are people. Uh, and even politicians are willing to to drop 
millions and even billions of dollars doing ads and you wish you have that money. So I'm sure he's going to use, Donald Trump is going to use a lot of is do, is Duterte gonna is Duterte gonna actually quit when his term's over? <laughs> I don't know. It's about, you know, it's the same kind of question, right? I don't really know. Uh, nobody really knows. Uh, generally speaking, incumbent presidents, which means a president who's already in office, tends to win. They tend to win re-election more times than not. Uh, the only times they don't win are usually when the economy's really bad. So three months ago, would he have won? Probably. Uh, which is terrifying to me. But today, will he win? Six and one and pick him. I don't know. Wow. Wow. When is the three-day copywriting masterclass coming? Because I'm so excited. As soon as we hit 500 comments. We don't have 500 comments yet. Look and see. I'm going to check. I don't know how many we have, but it's, Um, it's, it's really close. I think I have like 460 or 470 now. Oh God, I need 20 people. Okay. So as soon as we get 500 comments, I'll, I'll start it up. I'm going to make, I'm going to run ads. Going to- <laughs> 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 One last, um, I saw just a few hours ago, you, you posted, I think it's, it's it, this is a very big portrait. I'm assuming about uh, one of the people that I saw comment. It, he said, this is a scroll stopper. So this is the this is your portrait of I am immensely grateful for my and there are there are oh yeah yeah so. it's just a that's just a thing that I've I've had that on my wall so I got in a lot of trouble about 13 14 years ago mm-hmm. I was marketing honestly pretty unethically in the health and supplement space I wasn't doing all the things I was supposed to be doing I wasn't trying to harm anyone but I just got pretty aggressive with my claims and you know, and I got in a lot of trouble, and I almost went to jail. And I was three million. I was when it was all over. I was three million dollars in debt, and in a lot of trouble. I, I had been in a lot of trouble. I was out of the trouble, but I was three million dollars in debt. I didn't know how I was going to make a living. My businesses had all been destroyed. I just created that little piece of paper and put it in a frame that said, uh, "I'm immensely grateful for my hundred million dollar business, twenty five million dollars in cash." and a million dollar a month income. And I posted it on my wall and my sister thought I was crazy because I was totally broke. Like I was sub broke, I was worse than broke. And uh, I just kept focusing on it and thinking about it. And I'm still not there yet, but I've made a pretty big dent in it. I'm doing pretty well. So, uh, and I think a lot of people wouldn't have gotten back on the horse. A lot of people get in business, they get beat up one time and they don't want to ever go back in the boxing ring again, you know? And that's pretty true, right? Fortunately for me, I've been beat up so many times <laughs> by making so many stupid mistakes more that I probably ma- have brain damage now. And More than you know, Manny Pacquiao can accept, you know? Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> so I, I probably have brain damage now that makes me keep going back into the arena. But, but yeah, I just think it's a thing. I don't think that in and of itself is going to help anybody. Yes. I really don't. You, you know, you got to set a goal. I, it was a reasonable goal for me because I was on the path to that before I was, I was getting very close to it. I was, I could see myself to it, setting goals that you can't see yourself. You can't visualize yourself achieving. I think it's a bad idea. I think you, you set goals. You think you can see yourself achieving. And when you achieve those goals, you set more goals, right? Yes. That's a goal that sounds crazy to most people, but to me, I see it 
as achievable. So right now, what's the first word you say to yourself every time you see that frame? Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Why are you so stupid? What you're doing today is too stupid. You'll never make it there. Yeah, probably, you know. But at least it's like what you said, you pray and you move your feet. You're going to get it there. Yeah, you just got to keep slinging stuff at the wall. Stuff's going to stick. It's, it's, I see so many people who spend three months, six months, a year trying to develop a product or come up with a business idea and they cross all the T's and they dot all the I's and then one day they go out to sell it and nobody wants to buy it. You've got to really go out and test the market, um, build an audience, test the market and you know, I don't, most of my businesses now, I start out selling an affiliate product or multiple affiliate products. So all this build an audience, show a lot of affiliate offers. And when they start buying a certain group of products, then those are the products I go develop. So it's, I already know I've got a buyer, right? Counterintuitive way of thinking about it, but it's really the best way to think about it. In fact, if you can build a list or an audience, like with Facebook groups, right? You can go ask that. You've got a pretty good size audience, I think. You can go ask your audience, hey, I'm thinking about developing a new system or new product on this, 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 or this. Which do you think would be better? They'll tell you. Which one would serve you the best? Oh, number three. Cool. So now you just go make number three. It's pretty simple, right? Uh, People really overthink it. They produce products that they, because they like them, right? And I got a really strong rule. I am almost never my customer. You are almost never your customer. That's just true. You're, you may have superior tastes. You know, you may be a great interior decorator. You may be, uh, you may be, you seem like you're skinny. So maybe you're a runner or you work out a lot or you play tennis. So, but if you think I'm going to do all that, I'm an old fat guy. I don't want to do any of that. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you're not going to be, you couldn't sell me on any of that stuff, right? Yes. But you can sell me on something completely different. I operate in a lot of markets that I almost prefer to operate in a market where I'm the polar opposite of the customer because it takes all the emotion out of it, of yeah. what I might like or mm-hmm. what, you know, I don't want to start putting my wants out to my customer expecting them to buy into what I want. They're going to buy into what they want. But that's entirely different when you say that you go to an industry wherein you don't know anything about it, right? That's entirely different. I prefer that. And most people don't do it that way. You know, here's a challenge. Here's a problem, right? Mm -hmm. We were, I was talking to a guy this morning, the guy I interviewed, I hired the restaurant guy. And we were talking about how a lot of restaurants fail. Uh, They're probably the number one failure business, right? And they typically fail because the person who started the restaurant cooks really good food. Yes. And because they were a cook, they thought they should own a business. They weren't a business owner. It's the same here. They were a cook, right? So the restaurants that succeed are almost always owned by a business person who hires a cook. And then it's ran like a business. The cook runs it like a passion, right? And if the food tastes good to him or her, then he wants that to be what the customer's gonna eat, whether they like it or not. They're soup Nazi. You ever see the soup Nazi? You know? Uh, I haven't. I would have checked that one. 
a soup Nazi is pretty cool. No soup for you. You know, (laughs) they get passionate about what they're, about what they're doing and they, and they lose track that the restaurant's not for them. It's for the patron. Mm -hmm. Right. So the chefs and the chef just doesn't have the skills to run a business. And even if they knew how to run a business, guess what? They're busy in the kitchen cooking. Yeah. So nobody's running the business. And then they wonder one day why it fails and they lose all their money. Guess why? Nobody was running the business. Even like some of the worst business people in the world are doctors. You know, doctors run business medical practices that generate a lot of revenue, Mm -hmm. but they're terrible business people. So they don't really concentrate on sales, marketing, any of those things. The few doctors that do, like the Bellas, for instance, like Mm -hmm. uh, in the Philippines, they're clients of mine. You know, they fly over here and go to Traffic and Conversion Summit almost every year. They the do? Yeah. Wow. Almost every year. Because I noticed because they sit on the very front row and the daughter of the original founder yes. is smoking hot. She is. She's, oh my God, she's so hot. And she's got a, <laughs> she is. And she was with a really good looking dude and I thought it was her boyfriend. It's her brother. He's actually really nice looking too. Yes. So, so anyway, but... Anyway, I, I'm I'm an old married guy, so. <laughs> but but I remember, but they're but they're there a lot, and that's smart, right? They're marketers who happen to be doctors, yes. right? Yes. Versus doctors who are trying to be marketers, you know, they they know how to run a business, and because of that, I'm sure they are multimillionaires. I'm sure of it. But the average doctor who has the same license that she has, the same skills that she has, the same everything she has is making a fairly meager living. I'm very interested in businesses I know nothing about and because I don't have preconceived notions. Which is so good, so yeah. good. If you, if you know this, uh, one last thing, and I, I know we've got to wrap up, but the TED Talks, the guy who started TED Talks, mm-hmm. he's not the guy who owns TED now, he was the original founder. Mm-hmm. You can look up, there's a documentary about him, but I can't remember the name of it, you should share it with your audience. But he was a cartographer, so he was a map designer, right? Yes. And the way that he started Ted was for, for many years of his life, for like 20 years of his life, every year he would choose a subject that he knew absolutely nothing about. And he would choose to master that subject in one year. And he would read every book, interview every expert, do all kinds of experiments. And the end, the last two months of every year, he would write a book about it. And that was his career for 20 years. And over that time, he met all these interesting people, and that's why he started TED. But he said that he had an advantage that nobody else had when he went into a market because my advantage was I was the dumbest person in the market. And it's the best position to be. I was the person who knew the absolute least. So I didn't have it. I I had no preformed opinions or, or preconceived notions of the way things were. I really just didn't know. So I was a sponge and he said, nobody would, nobody in their right mind would do that. But I, I learned that from him and I find that fascinating. So you just, I'll study, like one year I studied nothing but cults all year to see how cults operate. Cause I thought it was fascinating mentally. One year I studied piercers and tattooers. One year I studied weird sex fetishes like bondage and, and all that crazy stuff, because I'm just curious of what makes those people tick. Like what's the motivation behind it. 
and it's fascinating to me. I, most of my stuff comes down to like behavioral psychology. I try to understand behavioral psychology better, but I would study gold mining. You know, I think is interesting to me how people go about the art of gold mining and it doesn't matter, whatever the case may be. And I think it gives me an advantage as a student. I get to go through all the materials and as I'm going through the materials, I can see what's lacking, what's not in this training here, what's not in that training there. And then when you're done, it's really easy to go, okay, cool. I'm going to take this from here and 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 this from here. And, from here. and I'm just going to build a really cool new business out of it based on you take all the good parts, you leave all the bad parts and you summarize it down to where it's absorbable by people. And it's doable because he always thought that I'm the dumbest part person in this. Yeah, just be the dumbest person in the world and ask yeah. the dumbest questions because, you know, just ask the dumbest questions because, you know, you're going to learn something. Worst case scenario, you learn something new and you make a conversation. And I've, I've studied stuff before I've learned a lot of and I've never done anything with it, but it's helped me anyway because I might meet somebody in that business five years from now. And at least I can carry on a conversation with them and maybe make a contact. And everything's win-win. Yeah. And that way you got some, you know, you're able to establish some common ground, right? Thank you, Perry. This is You're welcome so much. Amazing. Thank you so much. Well, let me know how I can help in the future and good luck with everything. I hope you're doing well. Thank sure you. you. All together, let's pray the entrepreneur's prayer. Almighty Father, Thank you for giving me this business. Assist me in the acquisition of all our needs, people, supplies, and other things necessary for its operation. I pray that you bestow upon me the strength in managing the business and help me maintain my humility in spite of whatever success I'll have in the future. Guide me in times of crisis. Guide me in every step I take in running my business. Let all my business endeavors be an example of a sincere service that will ultimately lead me to bring health, wealth, and prosperity in our nation. Bless all my team members, my partners, and my customers. Grant me trust and faith for the success of my business ventures, even in the face of impossibilities. Make all my actions and plans full of love for you and for others. Pour out your blessings on my business. In Jesus' name, amen. That's a wrap for this week's Pin to Top. Tell us what you think about the show. Send in your rating and comments on your favorite podcast platform now. For questions and suggestions, email pintotop at annchristine.com. That's P-I-N-T-O-T-O-P at annchristine.com. Thanks for listening and have a great day!